Hello and welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast. I am your host, Chad Nall. Super excited to dig in today's podcast. Hey, it's 2024. Happy New Year. Super excited about how 2023 ended up and we're looking forward to what God has for us. As we move into 2024, I wanted to do a short podcast today. Just uh, just wanted to refocus ourselves a little bit as we go into 2024. And I want us to think about the seven things that God hates, the, the abominable things that the Lord hates. We find ourselves in the book of Proverbs, chapter number six, and God lays out some things in this chapter that should open our eyes for us, for us to consider. Uh, and really and truly, when you really look at it, I think at times we find our all of ourselves have found ourselves uh, uh, guilty of these things. And so, hey, let's talk about those things. Um, and so we look in Proverbs chapter six. Uh, really, I want to concentrate on, on the ideas that's kind of discussed in the whole chapter. I don't want to break down um, the, the whole chapter, but I'll tell you what, for for us to find a, a focal point, I want us to go to verse number 16. So we'll be in Proverbs chapter 6. We'll begin in verse 16. And the Word of God says this, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Wow, that's a lot. So let's talk about kind of the, the overall uh, ideas that's discussed in the whole chapter of chapter 6. Uh, in verses 1 through 5, we see it is dangerous and it is unwise to make promises which uh, one may not be able to keep. We see in verses 6 through 11 that laziness is a sin which leads to poverty. Uh, we could talk about that for a while. Amen. And then we also see in verses 12 through 19, a worthless and wicked person causes trouble and he will be severely punished because certain practices are an abomination to the Lord, especially sowing discord among believers. And then finally, in verses 20 through 35, we see both fathers and mothers are to warn their children of the serious consequences of the sin of adultery. And so a lot of things are covered in chapter number six. And so I want us to meditate on a few things, though, as we move forward in our discussion today. Um, you know what we see in verses six and seven? Look with me. If you have your Bible, and I hope you do, and the Word of God says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no God, overseer, or ruler. What is God saying? That the lowly ant sets a good example for us as humans on the value of taking personal initiative without being uh, prodded to be to be a boss. In other words, it's okay to be a worker. You don't have to be the the boss. You you hey, listen. We should have a be able to work, and we should be able to set a good example just on taking some personal initiative. And and, and then we see in, in also in verse eight we see the ant also demonstrates the necessity of planning ahead, working today to provide for the future. Look at verse eight with me. Notice what it says. Provideth her meat in the summer and ga and gathereth her food in the harvest. So listen, working today to provide for the future. That's a pretty powerful thought. And I think that we can learn something if we watch the ants. The smallest of God, some of the smallest of God's creatures, if we watch them, we can see how we should operate in our own lives. 
Solomon, he condemns the, 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 the sluggard is what the Word of God says, meaning lazy, idle, slothful person uh, for this passivity, right? Lack of initiative, procrastination, lack of discipline, and uh, obliviousness to the, the dire consequences of, uh, of in, in indolences, right? So it's important that we, that, that we understand what, what, what Solomon's trying to get across to us, that, listen, we, we should not procrastinate. We should not procrastinate. We should not have this passivity in our life to just say, ah, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll let it go. I ain't worried about it. How many of us say that? Uh, So many of us. In verse 11, Solomon compares the lazy man's condition to that of a victim who had been mugged, robbed, and vandalized of everything valuable. Look in verse 11 with me. Notice what it says. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and thy want as an armed man. Paul, that, that's what Solomon's talking about here. He's talking about, hey, hey, a man's lazy condition is that of a victim who has been mugged, robbed, and vandalized. And so, hey, that is a powerful thought. So that's some meditations on the folly of indolences to really focus on what God has for us and not be lazy, not be slothful, and not uh, let things go that we really should do. It's important. Hey, as a new year approaches here, we're in 2024. How many things have we put off? How many things do we uh, have we carried over from 2023 that we said, hey, you know, um, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to get that done someday. And so it's important that we uh, we stand up, we pay attention, we look at what needs to be done, and let's get it done in 2024. 2024 is a year of let's get it done, and I believe we have a lot to do. And why not go ahead and take care of it? Get it done. Don't Don't find yourself in folly. Get it done. But you know what? I want to really get to the meat of what uh, Proverbs chapter 6 talks about. It's rel- it really is, is is revelation on the seven abominable things that the Lord hates. And so that's the things I really want us to look at and focus on. And if we look at those, we, we can see them in verses 17 through 19. The Lord, listen, the Lord hates these things. They are abominable to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. So here we go. Let's break them down. First of all, he says a proud look. What is he really talking about? He's talking about arrogance. He's talking about insolent haughtiness. You know, uh, the, the, the attitude of I'm better than everybody else or I'm better than this person or that person. I'm, uh, I am arrogant in who I am and what I can do. God hates that. God hates that. And he goes on to talk about next, he says, a lying tongue, meaning deception, misrepresenting the truth. And you know what? Hey, listen, if we're all honest, I, I'll be honest with you myself. We have found all of us should, including myself, have lied at a time or two. We have found ourselves misrepresenting the truth, and you know what? God hates that. Man, that breaks my heart. I hope it breaks your heart, too. And maybe we can find ourselves really trying to operate in truth. You know, I can can remember uh, telling a lie about something that was honestly, it was of no value. It really didn't mean anything, and there was no need to do it. And I tell you, I think that is... I think it's connected to pride or that proud look to make ourselves look better by telling a lie or stretching the truth, as uh, as we like to say. But really, it's, mis- it's misrepresenting the truth. So let's be careful because God hates that. 
God also hates hands that shed innocent blood. That's what he. That, that's that. That is that is really really something that we need to take uh, uh, take note of in twenty twenty four. Violence, assault, murder. Uh, how about abortion? Think about all those things that uh, that 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 make up hands that shed innocent. God hates that. The Lord hates that. It's abominable to Him. And so, hey, that's something that we we as a, a church today, we as Christians today, we should be able to rally together and say, hey, listen, let's put a stop. Let's stop this. It is unnecessary. It is violent, it is assault, and it is murder. And so that's something that God absolutely hates. What else does God hate? God hates feet that are swift and running to evil, a willingness and an eagerness to participate in criminal activities. That's a good way to put it, right? Um, uh, someone who, who is motivated to do wrong. God hates that. And I'll tell you what, when we look at our world today, God really despises a lot of things that's going on, in my personal opinion. Why? Because these things make up a lot of what's going on in our culture and our society today. Yet God also, in verse 17, you know what he says? Uh, he says, a false witness who speaks lies, a lying tongue. A lying tongue, as we, we've talked about that. It implies untruthfulness as an innate personality trait. Speaking with no concern or regard for veracity, a false witness. Verse 19 implies deliberate perjury with intent to injure another person. Look at verse 19, a false witness that speaketh lies. Wow. That is powerful to think about. God absolutely hates that. He hates it. And that and you know what I believe if God hates it, we should. We should come to a place in our life to where we want nothing to do with that. Or, you know what, we need to put people who operate that way out of our lives. Why? Because they will corrupt, they will decay, they will eat us up like cancer. And so we have to be careful. And then number seven, finally, notice what God says. He that soweth discord among brethren, one who sows discord among brethren, both forms of falsehood are on the list of things which are, uh, that listen, they are abominable to the God of truth. But topping the list as worse than either is the person who sows discord, who causes divisions. You know, it's it's powerful to think about if we if we really look at it and we really understand it. If you look at verse uh, thirteen, it says, "He winketh with his eyes; he speaketh with his feet; he teaches with his fingers." And then we we read on in verse fourteen: "Forwardness is in his heart; he deviseth mischief continually; he soweth discord." So what is what 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 do we see here? Winks, he shuffles and he points. These are the deceitful acts of innuendo used by a liar sowing discord among the brethren. Hey, listen, it is not uncommon. We we've seen it. Hey, listen, I can be the first to tell you in my own church, there is times where people sow discord by telling lies. And, you know, I uh, so many times I don't know that the intent is to tell a lie, but is a half is a half truth, not a lie. Hmm. Let that settle in on you for just a moment, because I believe a half truth is a lie. If you don't know the whole story, then the best thing for us to do is to pray and be silent on the matter. Why? Because we will sow discord based on a half truth or a half a half of the story that causes hurt among the brethren, that causes divisions among the brethren. 
oh, I have so many scenarios throughout the ministry of this taking place where, you know what, such and such are friends with such and such, and they just take their word for it. They never ask. They never follow up. They just take their word for it, and they operate in and on a lie. Can I tell you that person is just as guilty as the person who actually told the lie? Why? Because we are operating in the same discord. We are sowing discord, and God absolutely hates that. And that is scary for us today. Amen. So uh, let's 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 think about some applications. Let's think about some applications as a Christian that we need to do. Right? We need to do these things. These these are important things for us to do to make sure that we are not operating or finding ourselves uh, incorporating these things that the Lord hates in our and even in our own lives. Right? And so I think uh, I'll give you four things that we need to do. First, I think we need to be careful to make only promises that we can fulfill. I think it's important that we do that. Uh, we, we talked about that in verses, uh, you know, I, I brought it up as we talked about the ideas discussed in the chapter in verses 1 through 5. And it, uh, it makes so much uh, sense for us not to overpromise and underdeliver. I always love to underpromise and overdeliver. It makes such a difference in that person's life. You know what? I think that we don't intentionally at times do this. I can remember when my daughter was young and I'd say, I promise you I'll be there. I promise you we'll go outside and do this or do that. And you know what? A phone call pops up, a, a situation takes place at work, whatever it might be, and we cannot fulfill that promise. And you know what? We look at it like, oh, I was, we'll do it tomorrow. No big deal. But listen. Hey, what are we teaching the next generation? What are we telling the person that we broke the promise to? That they're they're just not as important as something else. And so we have to be careful to make uh, make sure that we make only promises which we can fulfill. Number two, I think this is very important. I think we need to avoid laziness, procrastination, and a lack of discipline. I believe that this uh, this is very very important for us today. Why? Because the Bible says in verses 6 to 11, laziness is a sin which leads to poverty. And so I think it's important that we pick up and we apply these truths to our life as believers so that we may avoid the laziness and we may avoid procrastination and a lack of discipline. What does that say? It says that we're not intentional. Hey, listen, if we're lazy in our life and procrastinate in our life and the duties in which we're called to and we have a lack of discipline, then I would love to see what our spiritual life looks like. Because I guarantee you, if we're lazy in the physical things, we're probably lazy also in the spiritual things. If we procrastinate in the physical things, we more than likely procrastinate in the spiritual things. And those things cause a lack of discipline. And you know what? A lack of discipline leads to a life of laziness, leads to a life of unfulfillment. Why do you why do you say that? Well, because, listen, we're called to do greater things. We're called to higher levels, to walk in the newness of life. We're called to be the Christian that God has called us to be, that represents His Son, Jesus. And do we want to be known as lazy? Do we want to be known as someone who has a lack of discipline in their life? Well, I would hope not. And then, well, let's look at the third thing. Listen, we should shun the things God hates, especially the sin of causing divisions. We should put those things out of our life. There's a word that I like to use, and it's the word amputate. It means that we have to cut it off. We must, we must look at the things that God hates and say, I am removing these things from my life 
And you know what? I believe as a true Christian that is full of the Holy Spirit, I believe that when we operate in one of these things, we we should feel conviction over those things. And when we feel conviction, we should do we we should get right with God by repenting and doing our best to never do it again. Cut it off, amputate it out of our life. And so many things that we find ourselves in the midst of gossip or you know what uh we find ourselves gossiping. We find ourselves lying. No matter how small it is, we call them white lies. Can I tell you a lie is a lie? And anytime there's a lie, there's no truth. The Bible tells us the father of lies is Satan himself. And so we have to be careful we're not operating on the darkness team, that we're operating in the light team. The light team is Jesus, right? And so we have to be careful that we don't do that. And then number four, I believe, as we talked about in the last part of uh, the, uh, the, 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 the book of Proverbs chapter 6, uh, verses 20 through 35, we really didn't cover it much, but I want to put it out there. I told you it really talks about how fathers and mothers are to warn their children of the serious consequences of the sin of adultery. And so what I wanted to focus on as an application, as a Christian, what do I need to do? I need to remain faithful to my wedding vows. And guess what? All other sacred promises that I have made between me and the Lord. It's so important that we do that. Hey, listen, if we will be unfaithful to the person that we're called to love here on this earth, how are we going to remain faithful to a God that is spirit? It is so important that we operate in faithfulness. We must look at our spouse, the person that we made a covenant with together before the Lord God Almighty, and we must look at that person and realize that that person truly is my flesh, My wife and myself are one flesh, and God sees us as one flesh, and I should be faithful, and I should keep my promise that I made, not only to her, but also to God. And that is what we must do. That's what Christians should do today. That's some applications that we can take from Proverbs chapter 6. And I believe that God has something great for us this year. And I believe if we really focus on not participating in the seven things that we talked about, right? A proud look, a lying tongue, uh, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, a false witness who speaks, a lying tongue, and one who sows discord among the brethren. I think if we find ourselves operating in faithfulness. These things will not be in our life in 2024. And I believe God will bless because uh, I, I know that God, He loves obedience. And when we are obedient, God will operate in obedience by blessing us with the promises in w- which He has promised us in the Word of God. Hey, listen, I want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm excited about 2024. I'm excited about being able to uh, get on here a little more frequently. It's been a little while. And so we'll have some guests coming up soon and just looking forward to what God has for us. And as I like to say here on the podcast on Ministry Focus with Chad Nall, hey, this is a place where we love Jesus. Amen. Let's love Jesus this week, this year, and let's let God be the focus of what we do, the place where we talk real and love Jesus.